0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Have you walked through your local park lately and noticed people throwing what look like brightly colored plastic plates at big baskets with chains on them? Well, my friend, you have spotted some disc golfers. Disc golf is a sport that's grown in popularity, especially during the pandemic. And today we've got two people here in studio who are helping the sport grow even more in the city. Tom Ingalls is president of High Park Disc Golf, and he's joined by one of the officers for the group, Walter Resnick. Welcome to Reset, both of you. Thank you. All right, Tom, I'm brand new to this sport, as I was just telling you during the break. Start out by just breaking down for me what disc golf is and how you play. So disc golf, it shares
1: the same rules as golf. Um, You basically take a frisbee, you throw it, you pick up where it lands, throw it again. And the goal is to make it in what's called a basket or a target. Um, You throw it at the chains, it hits the chains, it goes in the basket. And you count your strokes and move on to the next hole.
0: Did I just hear you call it a frisbee? I was told that under no circumstances can I call those discs frisbees. <laughs>
1: well, so, the guy that invented disc golf also invented the frisbee at Whammo. And so when there was kind of the separation, Whammo owned the tra- trademark for Frisbee, and so then it got redubbed disc golf. I see. So it, in the disc golf community, you don't want to call it Frisbee, but, you know, for the sense of people le- learning,
2: they're Frisbees.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, they certainly look like them. Uh, Walter, where do people go to play disc golf?
2: So each um, each person that wants to play disc golf, there are disc golf courses, and they tend to be about 9 to 18 holes. Um varying in length the goal of it is to throw the disc into the basket in as few throws as you can Mm -hmm. um and
0: which is not easy you make it sound easy but i've I've been watching i've been obsessed since you know yesterday uh watching videos of folks in in different championship games and the way that thing curves i'm like do you need a certain wind speed working in your favor what what, what's the deal
1: you know we joke that uh you know it's said that doing something new that you 've never done before, and knowing that you 're going to suck at it is brave, but we laugh that <laughs> doing something we know we 're going to suck at continuously is really the brave part um, but that 's the fun of it is you 're always competing against yourself, and so you know Walt can have a great round, and I can be happy for him, and his great round doesn 't affect me it 's all kind of on me and you know like how that. much I practice and you know, it's great. Like our members, you know, some of them are very competitive and they do tournaments, but other ones just
2: enjoy, you know, a day outdoors.
0: Yeah. Everyone seems like a good sport. Do you need a lot of equipment, Walt?
2: Pretty much all you need to start. And that's one of the cool things about disc golf. It's so accessible. The only real barriers to it are having a course in your area and then just having a few discs.
0: Yeah. Well, well, Tom, talk talk to us about um, Hyde Park Disc Golf. How did it start? And Tell us more about the mission of the organization. So in
1: 2020, um, you know, a friend, uh, Casey Klipsch and I, you know, wanted to escape our, you know, the pandemic and everything was closed. And so we bought a basket, you know, brought it out to the park and just were playing around. And, uh, you know, a couple other parents walked by and were like, oh, you guys do disc golf. And, you know, before long we were, you know, meeting up in the park. And at the time the park district kind of had a rule of like no more than six people gathering and, uh, we had more than six people, so we decided to leave the basket in the park with Frisbees so people could come up and play all the time and, you know, just kind of give people a chance to be outdoors and do something new during the pandemic. And, you know, from there, it just, you know, took, took off. off.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. Um, you recently won a grant, too, from the Professional Disc Golf Association. Can you tell us more about that?
1: So, yeah, they, this is the second year that we've got the grant, um, But uh, really, in 2021, they gave us money and kind of invested in getting us starting. And part of that was starting youth programs. Um, We get asked a lot about, you know, what's the sustainability? How do you make this long term? And our focus is getting discs in the hand of kids and starting the youth programs. And so in Jackson Park, Nichols Park were our first two, and we got them a basket, discs, training, and they uh, can just play. It's a new physical education opportunity and uh right now there's scholarships professional opportunities you know tournaments and all Mm -hmm. these youth things on you know the regional national and international level and without disc golf facilities in chicago these kids can never take advantage of those opportunities and so the three founders casey chad and i were all parents and like that's really when we kind of realized that you know the kids in chicago are missing out on those opportunities unless you know stuff's done um That's where kind of everything founded. And, you know, a lot of our outreach is, you know, we go to the 4th of July parade, pumpkins in the park, these different community events, and we hand out discs. We teach the game. And at that point, the kid has everything they need to go play. Yeah. Um, And it's great. You know, we walk through. We've got baskets in four different parks on the south side um, and a course in Jackson Park. And, you know, walking into the park and hearing people hitting that basket is just, it's great.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk more about that because I know I'm hearing that there's an effort in disc golf to, to increase diversity, right. To make this more diverse. Talk about that and, and what uh, Hyde Park disc golf is doing to address diversity.
1: So, you know, one of the main things for disc golf is just nice bathrooms is these courses are out there and, you know, guys, you know, they'll pee in the woods, but, you know, for kids and stuff, you know, having access to bathrooms is a really big issue. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing is just an inclusive environment. Um, You know, no matter what your skill level, like being able to come out there, getting discs and really Walt and kind of the league and building a community around that. um, The league is a really good place for people to come up. We've got discs for them, plenty of people to teach them. And it's an opportunity to be paired with somebody that, you know, knows the course, knows the game. And it's almost like a mentorship program.
0: Yeah. Well, talk more about that because I know you help run disc golf leagues, right? So what are those like?
2: Pretty much every Tuesday we have a league, which is just a group of people that get together. It's any we allow anyone that, to come into our league. Anybody that's had uh, just picked up a disc, or someone that has uh, been an experienced player for years. Um, every Tuesday we have a group of people. They play against each other, and anyone can join. We started out with five people on a, on a random Tuesday, and. Through the course of the of the league, we've seen over seventy five individual players since we've started wow. people that have just picked up a disc for the first time people um that just that um yeah th- that really just got started with with the sport.
0: How did you get started i'm curious
2: um i, I got started over the pandemic, and I think a lot of other people that oh, joined so you're our pretty league do yeah it. yeah a lot of uh, same with tommy tommy's uh really picked it up during the pandemic as well. Yeah, but I,
1: most of the people that play with us regularly, they started in the last two years. They met us with the park. They made their first basket, and they just
2: continue doing wow. it. And it's really cool too to see a group to come together with things like carpooling. Um, we have really good public transit to our course as well. We have the Metro and and, and the CTA as well stops right near our course. So it's really nice to have a, just kind of a group come together and and kind of form something that wasn't there because there's always been a need for it, and and it's and it's great to actually see it in action.
0: What would you say you enjoy most when you're out there and you're in the field and you're playing?
2: I think seeing people enjoy the course. We did did a lot of work with cleaning up a lot of, there's a lot of in our area of the course, there's a lot of garbage, a lot of trash. There's a lot of invasive species like buckthorn and honeysuckle. We had to clear a lot of that out and just seeing that get opened up more and more, getting more light into an area that was never used before in a space that was not utilized by anybody at the time. And and it was cool just experiencing some of the history we uncovered. What did we uncover in in with the World Fair? Uh,
1: so the World's Fair is was in the same area, but um, part of the cleanup we uncovered uh, signposts and fence posts from the Work Program America that was done in Jackson Park, um, and one of them had an inscri- uh, inscription from 1936 WPA Potboy. So well, you don't know who Pop Boy was, but, you know, it was really cool to find something like that. But we're always finding, you know, old bricks and different things. And one of the things that is really cool about, you know, the Park Foundation enables the pitch in the park work days and we've done over 50 of those work days cleaning it up mm-hmm. but that's also a chance for us to educate people about you know the native pollinators and the plants in the area but also the history of the park and one of the projects that we're working on is including that history into the t signs so each t sign um, teaches a little bit about the history oh, of cool. the park
0: that's very cool so I understand that, like many sports, uh, disc golf it kind of has its own language <laughs> and terminology, right? So I thought it would be fun to go through the list <laughs> in preparing for my interview with you folks. Um, what is a jump putt?
2: A jump putt. So when you're inside of a circle, there's a circle basically. It's called Circle One. Um, it's within 30 feet, 25 to 30 feet of the basket. Okay. Within within there, you have to you have to demonstrate balance when you putt. If you're outside of that circle, you can do something called a junk, jump jump put to get towards the basket and get the disc in the basket. Basically, you release the disc as you as you and, and can basically jump with the disc.
1: I love and that you're doing the motion putt. right now yeah. for radio. <laughs> that's you, great. It's, it's basically putting your entire
2: body into the throw.
0: Yeah, oh, and okay, then kind you of finish. like how you would for like shot put.
2: Yes. And yeah. then you can finish in front of the disc. You can jump in front of the disc. When you're inside of that 25 foot circle, which is Circle One, mm-hmm. you have to demonstrate balance and can't finish and step in front of your disc after you release your putt. But when you're outside of that circle, you can do that jump putt and, and, and land in front of your lie where your disc was before you before you uh, threw.
0: So, Tom, what's a meat hook?
2: A meat hook is basically when <laughs> when a disc when a disc curves super far to the left. Um, or right based on how you throw. So if you're a right-handed, backhanded thrower, if you throw with uh, your right hand backhanded, your disc will more than likely fade to the left. And if you throw left-handed, your disc will fade to the right. And a meat hook is basically where your disc hooks super far to that side when you throw so if you oh. if you were throwing the right hand and you meet hooked it it'd be that it would go super far to the so left so
0: that's what they were doing when i was watching this women's disc golf championship video this morning and i was like why is everything curving and how how do they are they doing that on purpose are, mm-hmm. you know making it hook that way
1: and a lot of discs you know discs are almost like baseball cards to disc golfers they're collectible and there's discs that do everything you've got ones that heavy curve to the right to the left they go straight you know
0: oh cool. Um,
1: so. Combination of how you throw and the disc, you can get them to do almost anything you want if you're good enough.
0: So, so make the pitch for us, Tom. Why, you know, what is it that makes disc golf so appealing? You think, and why should folks listening right now? Why should they try?
1: Well, it it takes a couple minutes to learn, and it will provide a lifetime of challenge. You know, it's something that you can do with your family, you can bring friends with, and. There are thousands of courses across the United States. And so once you get into it, you know, any vacation, any trip, you're likely to come by a disc golf course. And, you know, it's a great excuse to get out in nature. It's yeah. a walk with a purpose.
0: And remind us, Walt, uh, for someone listening now, they're brand new. They, they, they're intrigued. They're listening to us. They want to try. They want to get to know the disc golf scene. How do you recommend they start? What's the first step?
2: I would say the first thing is um, if, if you're a part of – and you live in Chicago, look up HydeParkDiscGolf.com. Uh, we have a website explaining what disc golf is. We have some videos in demonstrating. We have a lot of player guides. We have information on there. Um, if you're outside of the Chicago area, again, the you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on gear. The disc golf community is extraordinarily inviting, um, and it's a really fun and exciting sport to get into. Um, Looks
0: like a lot of fun. That was Walter Resnick and Tom Ingalls from Hyde Park Disc Golf. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.